We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green, and also guest of the show, friend of the show now. I mean, you've been on so much, you know it. Jacob Cisneros. Jacob, how you doing? Uncle Jake. Uncle Jacob. Uncle Congratulations. Jake. Uncle Thank Jake. You, That's awesome. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm Fantastic. Not, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This is the first time you being on the show where we have YouTube going. It's... Um, I mean, you uh, you know it's a little different, but it's a blast. It's um, it's fun to actually see people as we talk to them. I don't think it's going to get old for me. I think I've said that a, a million times. So, uh, Jacob, throw it out there. Throw us everything where you where you're writing, Twitter handle, all that fun stuff, so uh, everybody knows. Yeah, um, Twitter at underscore Cisneros, my name, and then um, I'm a writer for Halo Hangout, part of Fanside Network, um, Dodgers Tailgate. So I write a little bit of Dodgers. And then I'm um, student union sports, but writing about college sports. So, yeah, I'm writing. I'm writing a lot. Let's just say that I'm do- pumping out the content. Dude, absolutely. That's the best way to do it. That's the best way to get the name out there. Um, you do a fantastic job. I can't say that enough. I know I say it every time that, that you come on, but you do a great job of covering everything that everything that you do. Uh, minor leagues had a blast covering the game with you. I uh, I know Taylor loved you um, that day. So, uh, like I said, keep doing your thing. It's it's fantastic. Um, so, Nate. How you doing, hey, my friend? It's uh, going well, Jared. It's good to be back. It's exciting. We're uh, getting closer to baseball, I think, hopefully. Well, well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see about that if, uh, if the Zoom call goes well that happens on. I'm optimistic. What can I say? First time ever. I'm still trying to get the password to that Zoom call that's going on. So, um, yeah. Hey, hi, Mike's also. So if this sounds a little different, uh, me and Nate working with the Mike's now, um, becoming a super professional at this because, I don't know, um, so going along with last podcast, we, uh, I said that we would at some point talk about hats, um, and jerseys and such like that, because we're going to get super bored. I figured today would be the good day to do it. You know, right after I mentioned that Nate's wearing the hat, uh, Jacob loved the question. I think it's always a fun question to talk about some of the best, we'll go best uniforms in angels history first. And I think I want to talk about 
some of the best uniforms in like major league history as well. So uh, Jacob, I'll start with you. What's the best, uh, you can go different hat, different Jersey. Um, what's your favorite? What's the best? What do you, what do you think? What would you like to see him bring back too? Yeah. Um, actually it's honestly, I mean, it kind of a surprise, but Nate's had the, under, the lowercase a with the halo. I just love that one. I have it back here. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to go get it or I can. Yeah, I can. Yeah, get it. Put it on. I, we need, we need you to put it on now. I don't have an angel's hat actually anymore. Oh, you lost it yeah. in the move. So yeah. It's a little small right now, but definitely this, this is, you know, the hat that I think that, um, Usually I see most people wear it, like when I go to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't think the Angels will play in it, but, I mean, why not, you know? It, I, it's a very popular hat. I love it. I, I like the Navy, you know. I, I like the lowercase a. I think, I think they need to do something to differentiate themselves mm-hmm. here in the future for sure. Um, favorite jersey, Jacob? I know you just gave us the hat, but is there a different jersey you like, is, or is that um, The alternate home jersey, I think it's – I don't know if it's called alternate home, but their alternate red jersey, all red, um, those ones I like the most. I don't know why. It's just something about those all red. And then, of course, the home jersey, it's just that clean white – you know, I don't know. I just like it being very clean, and then they end up getting dirty, you know, trying to slide up for a double play, all that crazy stuff. It looks good. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I, I do. Um, it's kind of interesting because I don't think, I mean, minus the Yankees and, and like Red Sox and, and even maybe the Cubs, the Angels are one of those teams that haven't really changed their jerseys a whole lot. Dodgers, Dodgers too, yeah. Haven't changed their jerseys a whole lot. So it's it's kind of, it's different. I think it's like a tradition thing. I don't know why why they do this. I mean, I'll give mine. I was a big fan and probably because I grew up and it was my first like T-ball jersey, first every, like first T-ball jersey. And then I wore it two years later, I think. Um, big fan of, the uh, powder, powder blue—is that what you consider it? The the mm. navy, the navy. I. I that's it's just not me. powder. Powder blue is like the the cardinal or like cardinal Phillies. Those those are the powder blue. That's what I'm thinking nope. is the Rangers one, the Texas Rangers one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's powder blue. I think he's I asking know. the the navy one, like right, almost so this there, color. There's a couple navy. There's so they had some alternates during those years. I just thought they were called the powder blues. I don't know. The old angels wings. I don't know what you consider those. Oh, the wings one with, oh, the, with yeah. the, pin, the yeah. pennies. Yeah, the pennies. Uh, yeah. They had a couple of alternates that I really liked. They had a navy alternate. Straight yeah. With the, I mm-hmm. love that one. Like, there's, I will always play with that on any, um, any like, game that I'll play. I love, I love that one. Um, and then they also had one that was, I think, navy with baby blue. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yes. know. Yeah. yeah, those. Ooh, I think that's the Mo Vaughn one. Is my yeah. memory. Yeah, yeah, I just sure. always think of Mo Vaughn in those. I, I love those jerseys. Those, those are my favorite. I wish they bring them back. I think for some reason Disney owns them, or just yeah. nobody wants them back. Um, but I, I love those. those. Those are some of my favorite. Again, those are what I grew up with, though. So like, my dad loves the '80s jerseys because he grew up with those. You know, the '70s jerseys. I, I get that. Um, favorite hat. I get to go with the, the halo on top. I don't know. I'm sorry if I took yours, Nate, but. I just I think that's such the L the L A with the with the halo on the top, um, or the C A. Did they have the C A with it with it? Yeah. The kid from the Sandlot wore it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I think they had the C A with the halo on top of the A. Yeah, those are sweet. I I I, I dig those old school hats like that. Um, that that's just me. I mean, nothing wrong with the jerseys now. I love them to incorporate some navy. I'm gonna continue to say that. Like they sold a navy jersey in the in the team store. For some strange reason, it's like they were gonna do that for for a while as an alternate, but didn't. So, I, I love. I think they should throw in a little bit of navy at some point in in yeah. their jersey. So, Nate, what's your favorite combo? 
Yeah. Um, so I like my hat that I'm wearing now, but I like the uppercase A with like the, the bold of the, um, the halo. Cause I think that's the one thing that's really missing on the, the new uppercase A is the halo is not as distinctive. Um, but I love the, the nineties, the early 91s where they were like all white with the red and Navy blue across the chest. And then the Navy blue tops with the, with the grays, almost the ones that they wear on throwback days, you know, um, those are my favorite ones. Those, those things look sweet. I love the helmets that they come out with those. Like I just think of Mike Trout early in his rookie, maybe second year wearing those and Mark Trumbo, like the, when they were wearing those, those, those just look so sweet. They're my favorite by far. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, just the whole Jersey in general. Are you going with that? Like, Oh yeah. Same, same everything. That, it's elite. I like that. So I, I wanted to bring up the best jerseys in baseball history. I don't know if there's something, uh, just a jersey that stands out to everybody. For me, I'll say this. It's the like the original Diamondbacks, the purple uh, with the green. I really love those. I don't know if it's just something, you know, about the, that era, like just me growing up in that era and going to old Diamondbacks games and seeing that. But I, I really like the purple with that old, the old Rattlesnake logo. I think that's one of my favorite uh, jerseys of all time. So, Nate, what do you got on that? Oh man, this is a tough one because I love the, the powder, the powder blue, like you were talking about the Phillies old one, like the Mike Schmidt one. Um, but I also, I'm going to go with the green Mariners, like the A-Rod prime when A-Rod and Griffey were on the team and they were that prime green. Weird green, green. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You had to go there, but no, those, those are the, I don't know. I just like the different colors because you look at all these major league teams and it's like, okay, they wear red, they wear white. Like they all wear fairly similar colors. So whenever a team breaks out and wears something different, it's like, man, those things are sweet. Almost like baseball stays too traditional sometimes. Yeah. Where's that sounds like I know baseball's traditional and that's fine with me. Like so things have to stay the same and eh, I'm cool with that. You know, like you can't, you can't break it, but same time, like I love, I like that Nike took over. Cause I feel like we're going to see some, we don't need to go Oregon, the University of Oregon, and go different jerseys for 162 games. But I definitely think that we'll start seeing more and more different jerseys. Um, and I, I love what the minor leagues do, by the way. They like constantly they'll, they'll switch up, like they'll do a different jersey every week. It feels like, which is which is really cool. You know, you got the Star Wars and Wars Knights, and I think the I forgot what the uh, Inland Empire does like a I'm gonna screw butcher how they call it Los Los Caracas Day, I think is what you call it. I, I forgot but they do a mexican heritage um the cow league does it and it's it's super cool they all wear different jerseys and i i really like that i love they have a a, a neon yellow neon green that it's that's pretty sweet so i know jake knows what i'm talking yeah. about there but what's what's the best jersey of all time that in your mind um i mean i might be a little boring but like like you said it's like traditional but like i don't know grow like i'm thinking like when i when I really just started watching baseball is when like the jerseys have stayed the same for me. Like I would go back, obviously like the nineties, like you guys mentioned, like watching like kind of those Navy colors, that powder blue, a little baby blue, like you said, Um, I'm going to just go traditional. I I don't know why I like the Yankees jerseys for some reason, like pinstripe, no, no name in the back, just the number. And it's just like, like players from the Yankees for some reason, it's just like, they become that iconic that you don't need a last name on the back. You're just like number two, Derek Jeter. You obviously yeah. know. Like, it's tradition. You're kind of an old school guy. Like you probably love those are James. Awesome. You like James Bond, don't you too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's what it, yep. You're, you're, you're just classy. I like yeah. it. I like it. No, uh, another one I kind of want to bring up too is um, old Marlins jerseys. 
Yeah. Florida Marlins. That's, that's, that's that similar green that, that the Mariners green. Have. I don't know what it is about the green, man. Like that just that that green just kind of looks good with baseball. I don't know if it's like it's different. Uh, that's why. It might be. Yeah. I mean, I I just like Diamondbacks in general. Like Diamondbacks and the Marlins are the two teams that have probably changed their jerseys the most over the past couple of years. And I think they like I know the Diamondbacks jerseys are kind of black right now. Uh, hey, but they're not whatever. bad though. No. No. So I got one more question for both of you guys to answer before we move on. Yeah, go. So this last year, uh, I think it was like six or eight teams got their hometown jerseys. What do you think the Angels' hometown jersey is going to look like? Because they're going to do like their – They're going to do Los Angeles. Oh. You know they're going – you know they will. They'll end up doing Los Angeles, which as bad as that sounds, everybody's going to hate it. And But they're going to do Los Angeles. I forgot what they really look like. Are you sure it's not going to be an Anaheim one with Disney in the background? Because, I mean, you look at some of the ones, they had, like, a specific landmark in the background. Like, they could go Anaheim and put, like, Disneyland in the background. I remember thinking about that. I do remember thinking about that. Um, Like, oh, what what would the Angels do for this? Like, do they go L.A.? Do they go Disney? Like, a Disney-themed? But then I don't know if Disney would allow that. I mean, it's going to come out this year or next year. Every team's getting one. So, I wonder what it's going to look like. Yeah, like I said I love what Nike does. I think Nike does a good job. So I don't know, Jacob, you got anything on the that that jersey? Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I I'm assuming like I I'm not sure. Like I, maybe I need Nate to kind of clarify because I know that they did the City Connect jerseys. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Yeah, the City Connect jerseys. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe like the Disney. I like that idea a lot. Maybe just incorporate it, but it's gotta be Los Angeles. I wish it was kind of like a Orange County one where it's just like. Orange. OC maybe like, but I, I mean like Jared said, they're they're all Los Angeles. They're all yeah. into LA now. So that's terrible. I have a weird feeling it would be something like the Ducks do with their third jersey. I don't know if you guys know what that looks like. The orange. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That would be kind of interesting too. Like I don't know if that's like an Orange County theme or not, but it'd be kind of interesting to see what they I, what they do with that. I think. Um. I mean, that was another question I have for both of you guys too. Was like. Maybe like an orange color jersey, like you said, with like how the Ducks do it. But I'm thinking like that would be kind of like a throwback for the Marlins because I know like the Miami Marlins made they it. They had like, that one. They had that orange mm-hmm, right away. I think there's a reason why no teams wear orange um, in, in in baseball, that is. I think it's just – I don't know what it is with orange, but it's just not not a good color. Though that team was really good. You go back and look at some of those old Marlins, that, that, those Marlins teams – and it's like JT Real Mudo, John Carlos Stanton, Jose Fernandez. Like it's Christian Yelich. Like it's a legit, it's a legit team. And it's a shame that 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 team didn't win during those years. So, guys, just want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos and watching us. If you're watching us now, it's uh, it's pretty cool to to be doing this and having this technology to to be able to get our voices out there and also our faces out there, even though. Uh, I don't know why we do this. I don't know why we do it. <laughs> but guys, if you could subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it or watching us on YouTube, we would really appreciate it. Give us any feedback as well. I, uh, I me and Nate, uh, Derek, Brock, John would all really appreciate it. I think, um, you know, how, how we're doing on, on not only the podcast, but uh, the YouTube as well. It'd be an absolute blast. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at Nate Green 34 and Jacob, where can you follow yourself? at underscore Jacob Cisneros. So go follow all of us on Twitter. And guys, let's get on to, I don't know, I guess we kind of have some baseball talk here. Um, I have a, an interesting question. I told you guys before the show, but got you guys thinking a little bit here. I don't know how much you guys have really thought about it. Maybe I took your 
you know, the thought process off, but I want a trade and I'm going to start with Nate because I'll put Nate on the spot. Jacob, I'll give you some more time to think. Um, I want a trade that nobody has thought about, but makes sense. So no, you cannot pick, you cannot pick Luis Castillo. No, you cannot Wasn't going pick, to? You cannot pick Herman Marquez. We've Does it have to be something that hasn't been talked about this year? Or like if, it's, if his name's been brought up in the past, but he hasn't been mentioned this year, is it possible? Something that we've maybe forgot about. Like if you, if you let me, if I forgot about it, then, you know, I'll let, let it slide. I'll let it slide. You're going you're gonna to put me on the spot here, which is not easy, uh, especially going first in this. Like, you know, going second or third, you can kind of feed off somebody else. But all right. So I am going to say the Cubs are in the weirdest mode ever, and they are willing to sell. I think that they would sell Wilson Contreras to the Angels. And I think you, you send Canning and maybe Stassi and another guy back the other way and you get a catcher, you, you extend him, and then you have a catcher who can catch 145, 130 games a year. And you don't have to worry about necessarily getting that backup catcher that has to catch 90, 80 to 90 games a year, which that's the biggest thing with, with Stassi. I love Stassi. He's great. Um, what a steal from the Astros. But it just sucks they can only catch about 80, 90 games a year after the hip surgery. So uh, I hope that's outside the box enough for you. But, I'm gonna um, let it. I'm gonna let it slide, uh, hey, only just, because it kind of makes sense onto what Perry is doing. We said um, it had to make sense. It does make sense. It does. You know, uh, I think Wilson Contreras is a free agent after this year. Correct. Yes. Uh, that lines up with what he's been doing. So it makes it makes a lot of sense. Those one year guys. I I don't know what. It just makes sense. Like I said, to me, it, it Joe's guy. Yeah, Joe's guy. And again, that makes a lot of sense as well. So I think it makes sense to me. I'll let it slide. I do remember these talk, the talks. That was a long time ago. Wasn't extremely enthusiastic about it then. I wouldn't be extremely enthusiastic about it now, especially for that return that you just said. Um, however, I'll let it slide because we have to. I went first. You went, you went first, correct. And now, Jacob, I gave you quite a few uh, – few minutes to think about this. What do you got? Give me a trade that nobody has thought about that makes sense for the Angels. Yeah, so um, it's kind of interesting because I kind of like thought about this as like an article, right? Just kind of just, you know, sitting in bed thinking one night like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we saw him in an Angels uniform? Um, Shane Bieber of the Guardians. Um, I would do Shane Bieber. I know it would take like a huge, huge haul. Like, it's probably Marsh, Adele, plus, but I think they can probably get it done. Yeah, that's a that's a heck of a haul. However, with the injury, um, it worries me. I'll tell you that much. But it's Shane Bieber when he's on. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, if not the best pitcher in baseball, minus Jake DeGrom and probably Garrett Cole. Uh, I, I mean, and even, you know, arguing with that, I could see it happening, too. You know, that's a, that's an interesting trade that um, that nobody is for sure thinking about. I definitely feel like it's something that, you know, people have thought about, but not really. Like, no one thinks that the best pitcher in baseball is going to get – one of the best pitchers in baseball is going to get traded. Um, I mean, he's a SoCal native, obviously. And then um, the – I think he's even mentioned it, like, on Twitter. Or I think it's, like, someone caught video of him being like, hey, it would be cool to, like, 
play with Trout, Otani, like, just, like, as a little fun, like, like, I think some reporter was like, oh, what do you think about, like, Otani winning MVP? He was like, yeah, that'd be, like, that'd be fun to play with them, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would also love to, you know, play with Trout and Otani. I wouldn't love to pitch <laughs> to them, but that'd be a lot of fun. I'd love to uh, pitch for them, you know? Home run derby. <laughs> Give it all of my... 78 miles an hour like uh 82 was it that jared weaver said um i'm gonna go really kind of weird here as i'm kind of scrolling down the pittsburgh pirates um roster here and i don't know where we're gonna go i i would like to say nick Ahmed, but i've really pushed that hard already yeah that, um, no i would not let that i know i know slide. you wouldn't allow that no. i want to say nick Ahmed because that's something that hasn't been brought up in the media but i i personally would love to see that i mean great defender um you're not going to have to pay much for him. He's got years of contract. No, no, stop it. Pick another no, no, guy. No, that's not mine. That's not mine. I'm just selling it. I'm selling it right now. All right, I'm selling. I'm going to go with Kevin Newman. Next best thing to um, – yeah, Kevin Newman, the next best thing. I think that you can get Kevin Newman for barely underpriced. Not a great hitter by any means. Pretty good defender there uh, in in Pittsburgh. I think, again, it's kind of a Nick Ahmed situation. You might be able to throw – a young pitcher to their way and you might be able to get some youth out of the pirates as well. Maybe pick up somebody like, I don't know. I, I like, I love Travis Swaggerty. I don't know if anybody really knows who that is, but I, I I'm a big fan of him. Um, I liked him when he got drafted. I think that, I don't know if the pirates, uh, pirates really haven't produced too much lately uh, as far as hitting goes. So no. I'd love to see the, no, no, I know, I know, I know. Okay. Brian Hayes and all that stuff. I'm just kind of, no. I, dude, I don't know where we Reynolds, were. Reynolds was a production from them. You know, yes. Blanco was hot at times. That was your boy. I mean, they've produced. It's just yeah. been, they just don't how spend about, money. How about have how about have a have a how about have not produced pitching? When was the last time they produced pitching? Your uh, Cole? No. Tyon? Jameson Tyon. He hasn't been what he was supposed to be, right? That's just because he was hurt every other week, but I mean, he was good when he was healthy. Hundred percent, I agree. Who's Glassnow? I was gonna say, does Glassnow count? No, I know because he went over. uh, He didn't even pitch. He didn't even pitch for Pittsburgh. But he pitched. He he was out of the pen from in in that year they got Archer. So and then the Rays turned him into one of the best pitchers in baseball. So so you're talking about like fully developed, like yeah. When's last time like Musgrove? Does that count? Well, Cole Tucker. Musgrove's a good one. I think Musgrove should count. Musgrove, yeah. I, I gave you Musgrove. However, you roll it back. He wasn't as good as he was supposed to be at first, and then he grew into it, right? Because was Joe Musgrove not a, a highly sought-after prospect? Like, it was, he was coming I mean, up, and it was like, this guy's going to be legit. Kind of like Tyon, though. Tyon was supposed to be that guy. I mean, he was the main piece in the Garrett Cole trade, so I would assume that he was supposed to be legit. But, you know, things happen. You get what I'm saying, though, right? I mean, I was just—I went to Pittsburgh. I, I think, I honestly, you you go to Pittsburgh and you find, you know, yourself. Uh, I don't know who's getting overpaid there. I don't think anybody's really going to be getting overpaid there. But you you're able to, I don't know, like what if a what if a what if a uh, league minimum salary comes up? You could throw Justin Upton their way. Yeah, and and what are you going to convince Justin Upton by saying? To get him to say, yes, this is a great thing for me because he has to accept it too. So what are you going to say? What happens when, when baseball isn't happening, guys? I'm just letting you know. Like, I, Jared and I are getting too comfortable with each other. I'm just attacking him tonight. 
Hey, that's looking, what you guys brought me on, right? Look, looking at Pittsburgh, though, how like I know this is Angels podcast. Looking at Pittsburgh's forty man, it's um, that's impressive. That it's that bad? No, dude, I think it's impressive. Dylan Peters. I'm kidding. No, they have. I I like their young. I love the way they've drafted. I love what they've. Oh yeah. I love what they've traded away. Like like young prospect wise, I think they've they've pulled in a good haul. So I, I'm a fan of them. Um, I hate some of the trades they've made in the past, which have screwed them over, but that is what it is. I'm going to stick with Kevin Newman, though. I think that the Angels should push for like a defensive-minded shortstop that isn't going to hit a lot. But I, I, like I said, I know I've pushed Nick Ahmed. That's just I, I am a defensive-minded guy when it comes to shortstop. I think that that's where the Angels need to prioritize. You look at when the Angels, you look at any good team. Does any good team around baseball have a bad defensive shortstop? The, like like the Dodgers, you can I guess kind of say like Corey Seager or Chris Taylor. I mean, not the best. Like, eh, like the that, Dodgers that, don't have Corey Seager at this moment. You know what I mean? In the past, in the past, like even the even the Rangers last year, they weren't a good team, but they had one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball, and Isaiah kind of Falefa. And they finished in last. You know what I'm saying, though. You know Bogarts saying? Bogarts isn't that great of a fielder. He just rakes out of his mind. He's, he's a good defender. I mean, I think in, in any situation, you have to be a good defender to play shortstop at the major league level. So I feel there's like a, there's a reason they're talking about signing Correa and moving Bogarts to third. Well, yeah, because you this, this goes with the theme of what we said all year. Bogarts is a better third baseman. Like, that's, that's what, because he's okay at short. So you're right. Glaber Torres sucks. Does that count? No, it's not a shortstop. <laughs> Well, he he was as of 15 months ago. Maybe it was like a recency bias for me, but like, how about Jose Iglesias? Like, just, I mean, just watching him on the field, you know, like maybe it's recency bias for me, but like watching him play the field and just making those simple mistakes and probably just being a little too flashy. Well, that's what I I think you bring a fantastic point. I think that that's where the Angels have, have missed a lot on is the simple things like the fundamentals of baseball. Like I think a lot of people forget that, like building about the home run, people forget, you know, forget about the single (laughs) as weird as that sounds like everybody wants the flashy stuff. Everybody wants that. And nobody makes their routine play anymore. I mean, the people do, but I think that that's where, what, what's been hurting the angels a lot is just that, that routine play. So kind of interesting. I like all three of those trades, to be honest. Um, I, I, I know we didn't do too much research into it, I would love to do research into it a little bit more and, and see if we can possibly think about it. Um, or, hey, hey, Jacob, I gave you an idea for your next uh, your next article, trades that make sense, but nobody's thought of. So uh, last question here before I let you go, Jacob, and kind of a, I, I didn't want to reveal this one to you at all, but we're, uh, we're going to go that route. Did anybody see the rally monkey drop the puck? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's kind Fantastic. of interesting. Fantastic. Fantastic is a good word for it. Um, is that the best? Is that the most impressive – pre-game and i'm gonna air quote this ceremony um first pitch puck drop that we've ever seen can you like i we've seen some impressive like uh who's um some of the gymnastics do a flip the gymnast girls do a flip and then throw out the first pitch or or a 50 cent 50 cents a good one <laughs> um I, think no. like about that. I don't know is is there more is there a more impressive opening you know first pitch puck drop than a monkey drop like that's that's kind of impressive, right? Can I go really biased here? But uh, 
I'm going to say when, when President Bush threw from the rubber and threw a strike. That I mean, at the time, one of the most significant things in U.S. history. Very, very impressive. Very, very high stakes. And I, I love how Jeter, yes, Jeter, should I throw from the, the rubber or should I throw from the front? And he goes, if you throw from the rubber, you better not bounce it. And it was just like, okay, like this is real. Like this gonna, is a big deal. They're going to boo you if you throw from the front. You better throw from the, throw from the rubber. And as you're walking away, don't bounce it. Yeah, like this is real. So that's just me. I think that's one of the most impressive ones. Um, I I do like how they had to like kind of tell the monkey they didn't touch him. They just were like, hey, you got to go this way. And boom, dropped it. Perfect. And uh, the Ducks won that. That's impressive. Jacob, you got one? I have one in the back of my head. I want to see if you'll Um, get Yeah, I have two. One that really stands out to me as like just memorable. And then one that's more creative. Um, The memorable one was Bob Costas. He threw out the – he had two first pitches, and I've never seen that. So he threw it, and I think it bounced in the dirt. I'm like, he was like, "Hey, give me another one. Give me another first pitch." And I'm like, "Are you sure?" Like, "All right." And did he, get a like, new ball? did he get a new ball too? I don't know if he got a new ball, but he did. Like, he was like, "No, I want another one." And I'm like, "All right." Like the first person to ever throw the first pitch twice. Like, and um, creative one was the um, I think it was in Petco Park, the dinosaur blow up dinosaur. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they he threw it from his that. mouth. Like, mm-hmm. pretty, I don't know how they did that. Like, I don't know if the arms are in the mouth or I don't I have no clue, but I thought that was pretty impressive. Petco's done some very memorable ones. That's not the one that I was thinking of. They had the guy that did like the quadruple flip, like mm-hmm. very, I hope, maybe a Hawaiian dancer or something like that. And then throughout the first pitch, that was pretty cool. Uh, I think the Padres also had the, um, uh, the, the monsters walking around. You remember that one? Like they had a, they had a, um, what's the, what's the show called with the, um, it's going to come to me. I'll go, I'll go, I'll come back to it. My favorite's Colin Kaepernick. Absolute just chucking it. And at like 92 miles an hour, I think is what it was. <laughs> um, walking Dead, by the way, was what I was thinking of. A Walking Dead one where they had a bunch of, uh, I don't know what they're called. Zombies? zombies. Zombies. Yeah. They had a bunch of zombies. Like the first, the guy throws out the first pitch. I think it was Dodger Stadium. Who is it? Maybe it was a Dodger Stadium. Maybe it wasn't at Echo. Um, but he throws out the first pitch, and there's a zombie catching, and um, hits a, hits a zombie right in the head, and the zombie gets up, and there's a whole bunch of zombies around the park, and he start they start chasing him around. Super weird. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that one, but I do I do remember that. Yeah, that's um, now I want to watch it. Yeah, no, no, look it up. It's it's I think it's at Peco. Um, if you can find it, let me know. But um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with Colin Kaepernick. I think I think that's one of the more impressive ones. Like 90 miles an hour to Sergio Romo just absolute bullet and he saves the cameraman's life because that was going right for him it, it's yeah right in the right hand is about it right handed batter's box so i don't know if you guys got anything else that you want to bring to mind here but uh i'll give you i'll give you a chance here nate any final thoughts before we let everybody go no just uh really excited to find out what happens in that zoom you know hopefully uh good things happen right yeah no the 10 minute zoom that's going to happen and uh the players will probably reject it right away because the, the owners yeah. Ten. That's pretty high, honestly. That's my, like, that's my over under at the moment. I was gonna say over under five minutes, maybe. The only reason it'll take ten is because it'll start at, at two, and it'll take eight minutes for them to get in, and then it'll last about a minute, and then they'll all leave. That's fair. Yeah. No, or they're gonna have a connection issue. So, uh, Jacob, any final thoughts before we uh, let everybody go? Um. Yeah. On your last podcast, you guys mentioned the um the coaching staff and like giving your guys' thoughts. Uh, maybe just a thought 
for you guys, maybe, maybe for the next episode. Um, San Francisco Giants had a lot of coaching staff and they, you know, they were praised for it. They were like, yeah, they have a lot of people in the coaching staff. I know Nate, you even mentioned maybe there's too many cooks in the kitchen, but you know, the San Francisco Giants did it and they did it well. So maybe the angels go that route. I don't know. Maybe just a question to think about. So. And, and Andrew Bailey. They, they did. Pitcher, former angels bullpen coach, I think is what it was. The only difference, in my opinion, is they have everyone on the same page. We're going to find out if we're on the same page. That's true. That's uh, my only thing with them is that is the biggest thing is do we have too many people that aren't on the same page? Yeah, is somebody making pasta? Is somebody making steak? Is somebody? I, I, I mean, just to throw – you mean cooks in the Tacos. kitchen? Tacos. Tacos. I, no, I mean, like, not to make a joke or anything there. That's, that's the way it feels like, 100%. That, you know, just – not everything seems to mesh. And of course we're not in the clubhouse. We don't know anything. I mean, we hear things, but we don't know anything. And then we just kind of look at mannerisms and, and see how that works. So I'm i I'm in agreement there. I'm intrigued to see how all this works, especially with the guy, like new guys, like Adam Eaton um, coming straight off of that. That isn't Rowan. official. Well, it seems like it's going to be, I, I guess maybe not, but I mean, I'm always intrigued in guys like that. So Guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast here, talking Halos and watching us. If you're on YouTube, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Let us know how we're doing. Leave us a review. Um, if you could follow us on all our social medias, uh, talking Halos uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at Nate Green thirty four and um, Jacob. Throw it out there again. Give us a spew where they where they can follow you, where they can read all of your work. Yeah, um, Twitter at underscore Jacob Cisneros. My name. Pretty easy to find. And then um, I'm a writer for Halo Hangout covering the Angels, covering the Dodgers at Dodger Tailgate, and then Stewing Union Sports covering all college um, sports. Yes. And Jacob, thanks so much for jumping on with us. I know uh, we didn't have a whole lot to talk about, but it's always fun talking with you because you absolutely. I appreciate it, man. I love it. Absolutely. Guys, thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.